0: Welcome to Soapbox Stand-Up, my name is Joseph Hutchison and it's Monday, March 14th. This weekend, Real Salt Lake had their second crazy snow game in two weeks, and considering that we won both, maybe we should do it more often. On Saturday, RSL had a come-from-behind 3-2 victory against the reigning supporter shield holders, the New England Revolution. The game started off in a blizzard that completely covered an already-frozen Gillette Stadium in a nice layer of snow that greatly impacted the game. Neither side was able to play anything resembling attractive soccer, but it still resulted in an entertaining match. The Revs opened the scoring in the third minute of first-half stoppage time, when Emmanuel Boateng slotted home a shot after some chaotic pinballing of the ball in the RSL box. They then doubled their lead in the 62nd minute after Sebastian Lejet Cross was flicked on to the back post by Adam Busca and headed in by Josie Altador. After Altidore's goal, RSL found the back of the net three times in the final 15 minutes to complete a come-from-behind victory. The first goal was courtesy of a long and wind-assisted Zach McMath long ball that sailed past the New England defense to Bobby Wood, who was taken down in the box before he could get a shot off. But referee Drew Fisher led advantage play, and Sergio Cordoba was able to pass the ball into an open net for his first RSL goal. The second goal came with some controversy. In the 88th minute, Pablo Ruiz curled in a free-kicked into the path of Justin Glad, who buried a volley from short range. The controversy came from a gust of wind moving the ball just before the free-kick was taken. In their post-game responses, the referee stated the following. At the taking of the free-kick, the focus of the officiating team is primarily on the block of players challenging in the penalty area. There is negligible movement of the ball just prior to it being kicked. However, this was not seen by the officiating team. And when asked if VAR was consulted for this incident, they responded, this incident is outside of VAR protocol and the VAR is not permitted to intervene. From that response, it's unclear to me whether or not they would have called the goal back if the referee crew had seen the ball move, but the fact that they used the term negligible when describing the ball's movement makes me think that the goal would have stood anyway. RSL's winning goal came in the third minute of second half stoppage time. Pablo Ruiz sprung a ball down the left side of the field for Tate Schmidt who played a cheeky 1-2 with substitute Jasper Lafelsend before firing a rocket off his less preferred right foot that beat New England keeper Earl Edwards Jr. at the back post to seal the three points in the final seconds of the match. In terms of stats, it was a pretty even game. Ball possession was split 50-50, RS had six shots on target and six, six shots off target, while New England had five on and six off. Both teams also had dismal pass success rates, of 67% for RSL and 63% for New England. Where RSL got the better of the Revs was in expected goals, with RSL having 2.24 expected goals to New England's 1.46 expected goals. RSL did have one injury early in the first half, where Michael Chang took a pretty strong hit to the head just before the 15th minute. He was replaced by Sergio Cordova, who went on to score RSL's first goal. One major thing to note from this game is that like last week, both teams were playing a less than ideal lineup. RSL is still coping with the injury bug, missing key players like Demir Krylock, Aaron Herrera, David Ochoa, and Rubio Rubin, though some if not all of them may return as soon as next week. New England fielded a heavily rotated lineup after having a midweek CONCACAF Champions League game against Pumas and preparing to travel to Mexico City for the return leg this week. They did sub in key players such as reigning MLS MVP Carles Hill and Sebastian Legette in the second half, but even then RSL was able to overcome the deficit and take all three points back to Utah and remain undefeated to start off the 2022 season. Other than the injury updates I previously mentioned, this was a quiet news week for RSL. The only other news of note is that RSL Academy player Jershon Henry was called up to the u 17 national team camp this week and... RSL is the second most viewed American soccer team on TikTok so far in 2022, so congrats to everyone on the RSL Socials team on their accomplishment. Next weekend, RSL will be returning to Rio Tinto Stadium to face Nashville SC. The game will be at 7.30pm on Saturday the 19th. As of now, the weather seems nice that day, so we'll see if RSL can still play well in decent weather. Nashville is a solid team with a mediocre start to their season, with one win, one draw, and one loss the loss coming this weekend against FC Dallas. I expect it to be a hard-fought defensive game with U.S. Men's National Team defender Walker Zimmerman showing why he's one of the best defenders in MLS. But also, don't sleep on Nashville's star DP Hani Mukhtar, who's extremely dangerous in the attack. Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you had as much fun as I did watching the game this past weekend, and here's to another three points this weekend. I'm Joseph Hutchison, and thank you for listening to the Soapbox Stand-Up.